Come on, wifey. It was now in the early hours. Good night, everybody, he waved to one and all. Me and Alice are off to our brand new love nest, he gave a meaningful wink. All on our own, with no one to bother us. To Alice's embarrassment, his meaning did not go unnoticed. Believing his dreams had all come true at once, Frank was convinced that the cottage given to them by Ronald Jacobs was just the start of things to come. Alice reminded him, I need to say goodnight to my parents, and besides, I haven't seen Grandad and Grandma for a while, they must be outside. They would not be best pleased if I went away without saying cheerio. A short while after she went in search of them, Frank decided to follow her. Grandparents. Worth a bob or two, best keep in with them. Ronald Jacobs had been delighted when his parents agreed to come to the wedding. Due to a bitter confrontation between Maureen and his mother, Tricia, his parents had refused all invitations to their son's home. Joshua Jacobs himself had little liking for his daughter-in-law, and as ever, his loyalties were to his wife. Having returned from a brisk walk around the grounds with his wife, Joshua was pleased to see Alice making her way towards them. Smiling broadly, he stretched out his arms to receive her. So, here you are, my dear. I was afraid you might go away without coming to say goodnight. A man of considerable stature, he made a formidable sight, with his iron-grey hair and steel-blue eyes. Having started the land agency many years ago, he now trusted his son Ronald to run it though he retained some numerous shares in the business, together with keeping a wary eye on all transactions. He was proud to see his son taking the business from strength to strength. Alice buried herself in his hug, and then it was the turn of her grandmother, who cradled her long and hard. Considered to be a woman of elegance, with her sleek silver hair and quiet, caring nature, it was well known Tricia Jacobs did not suffer fools gladly. Intelligent and trustworthy, she had stepped back from her husband's business enterprises and instead immersed herself in numerous deserving charities. Since then, she had earned an admirable reputation for her tireless efforts at rehousing the homeless. Maureen could never understand why Tricia ploughed so much energy into helping homeless people, and their very different views were a matter of great contention between the two women. Maureen took the view that Anyone can secure themselves a home if they're prepared to work hard enough. The comment had caused such bitterness that neither woman was prepared to apologise. Tricia had no fondness for Maureen, and though she hated to admit it, she believed her eldest granddaughter Pauline was made in the same cold mould as her mother. Amazingly, Alice was a completely different creature. Because of her caring nature and simple beliefs, she had earned a permanent place in Tricia's heart. Delighted now that her favourite granddaughter had sought them out, she cast her eyes over Alice's beautiful gown. You look lovely as always, she croaked, her voice suddenly choked with emotion. What are you thinking, Grandma? I look lovely, but... She wanted to know. Tricia laughed out loud. You know me too well, Alice Jacobs. Alice persisted. Ah, I was right then, so there is a but. 
Yes, there is, and I mean to keep it to myself. I won't let you, Grandma. I'll follow you everywhere and keep nagging until you tell me what it is you don't like. When pushing hard enough, Alice had a real stubborn streak in her. Trisha took a moment, but she knew Alice well enough to realise she would keep her word. All right, bossy boots. Trisha lowered her voice to a shameful whisper. If I'm honest, I think I would rather have seen you in a simpler gown, something nearer Pauline's, less fluffy and ornate. When her husband glared at her, she realised the gravity of her thoughtless comment. Oh, Alice, I'm terrible, she gasped with embarrassment. I should never have said anything. Mortified, she grabbed Alice by the hands. I'm just a silly old woman who should know better. Here it is, your wedding day, and I'm complaining about your dress. She made a sorry face. I expect you'll hate me forever now, won't you? Alice laughed. Of course I won't, Grandma, she assured her with a fond smile. I would never hate you. And anyway, Alice leaned forward and whispered, I agree with everything you say. You see, Mother chose my dress, and I had no say in it. Mandy thought the same as you, so without Mother knowing, we fiddled with it here and there, trying to flatten the skirt, making it less like a blown-up balloon. She giggled. We did our best, but after what you just said, I think we failed. Trisha was greatly relieved. Oh, Alice, I've always cherished the fact that you and me could always talk straight with each other, but today was not the day to poke my nose in. In any case, to be honest, the dress does not matter one jot, because you would still look lovely covered in a brown paper bag. It's you, Alice, you that shines out, not what you wear. Quite right, Grandfather Joshua totally agreed. You're like a breath of fresh air, he said. You're a natural and lovely person without airs and graces, and you don't give us stuff for money or possessions. I, for one, find that to be most endearing, especially in this material world we live in. Just then, Frank stumbled up to them. Alice is not like me, <clears throat> he hiccuped. I want the world, and I'm prepared to work for it, he steadied himself. I learn quick, I do. I'm ambitious. Afraid that Frank might be making a nuisance of himself, Tom hurried over to apologise. Sorry about this, Joshua. Trisha. Taking control of Frank, he promised, He's had a few too many, but I expect he'll suffer for it in the morning. Joshua assured him, It's his wedding night. Most bridegrooms are put to bed legless on occasions like this. Don't worry, Tom, we've seen it all before. Well, I certainly have, Trisha revealed with a sideway glance at her husband. On our wedding night, you were out of it, well before the last waltz. I've never really forgiven you for that. Frank laughed out loud. Oh, so he embarrassed you, did he? Like I'm embarrassing my poor old dad. Grandfather Joshua wisely changed the subject. Tom, do you need a hand with him?
Tom graciously brushed his offer aside. No, but thanks all the same. You enjoy what's left of the evening. I'll make sure Frank and Alice get home safely. Alice kissed her grandparents. Is your room booked and everything? she asked worriedly. Trisha assured her it was. Grandad thought it would be more sensible to stay here than suffer the three-hour drive home to Blackburn, and I agree. So what time are you leaving tomorrow? Not before midday, Grandad interrupted. That way we get a lie-in. I know you're a newlywed, but I hope we might be able to see you before we leave. Grandma Trisha reminded him, We only visited the cottage once before we decided on it, and now we're not really sure how to get there. <laughs>